1: It's Wednesday Wonders Science Fiction and Fantasy on the Mutual Audio Network. The following audio drama
2: is rated PG for parental guidance recommended.
0: Welcome to Chronosphere Fiction. This is your pilot, Daniel French, taking you through the spectral streams. Today we journey back to the verse of Generation Z, written by Blake Benlin. Please support our actors and writers by contributing on our Podbean site or at Patreon.com/Chronosphere. We're nearing the end of our first season and as our second season starts all episodes will be on our Patreon site or paid through Podbean until we seem fit to hand them out for free. Soon be on the lookout for Chronosphere Fiction, Gafgar the Eternally Unfurnished, and Generation Z t-shirts, stickers, etc. And now, Generation Z, Chapter 4, The Clutches of Life. Living Zone 1, the laboratory of Dr. Schneider, Whitney, and Megan.
3: Hi! Hey, hey, let me go. Hey, let me out of here, man. Come on. All right, Snyder, the guests.
1: Slowly. <sighs> I wish we could at least anesthetize them.
3: Yeah, so do I. All that blubbering is distracting, eh? That uh, it could corrupt the effects of the antiserum, So.
1: Please, sir, try and stay calm. Take deep, measured breaths.
3: Sir.
1: <laughs> Any vital signs yet, Whitney? Um, wouldn't appear so. No pulse, still at room temperature. More. Give it time, Megan. Let it permeate.
3: Dr. Schneider, I won't ask again. Give it more.
1: He'll die.
3: It it is dead. It is dead. What do you think we're trying to do here, huh? Get out of the way. I'll, I'll do it myself.
1: What are you trying to prove, Doctor?
3: What you couldn't.
1: Gone. Another one.
3: Hmm. Interesting. Interesting. We need to turn off the gas, please. Same for Lars, yeah? More waste removal. Right away. Doctor Snyder, would you care to help me undo our friend's restraints? I uh, I don't think he's got any fight left in him.
1: No use out of that.
3: Oh, don't lose heart, Doctor. Huh? The day is young. We're just we're just getting started.
1: This is the fourth we've lost in just two hours.
3: They never fear. Plenty more where those came from.
1: These are human beings.
3: Correction. They were human beings
1: they talk they think they feel
3: feel (laughs) they don't feel (laughs) you you cut their head off and it will just stick its tongue out at you
1: i meant emotions they feel emotions like us
3: tell me do you think they feel remorse for driving the living out of their homes and into the wilderness Huh?
1: for god's sakes megan are we scientists or executioners what did you learn from this subject
3: Look, I'm trying to ascertain the precise concentration that induces clinical death, and I'm, I'm getting closer.
1: And you don't think we should incrementally work up to a potentially lethal dose rather than deliberately seeking it out? Yeah,
3: I think we should all learn all we can in the time. Ah, yeah, I've got another friend for you, Lars.
1: <laughs> Better company
0: than you clowns.
3: Yeah, bring us another one, eh? Try and, uh, try and shut it up if you can, yeah?
0: Just have Schneider talk some science jargon. That'll put it right to sleep.
1: This isn't a battlefield, Dr. Megan. Carelessness will get us nowhere.
3: Oh, Dr. Schneider. <laughs> so yeah, I was brought in because nowhere is precisely where this project was headed under your direction, yeah?
1: Oh, now, what's the matter here? <laughs>
3: And Schneider uh, seems to have quite the bleeding heart.
1: Forgive me, as a trained medical practitioner, I find it difficult at times to completely dispense with ethical principles.
3: It just whose just side are you on, Doctor?
1: Humanities! These aren't possums. These are, were people, no different than us. They were taken from their homes to be involuntary test subjects, and now we can't even show them enough respect, so much as attempt to preserve their
3: lives. Well, that's exactly what we we're attempting, in case you have forgotten, You knew there were going to be failures. Right.
1: That's no reason to be playing around with.
3: Playing? <laughs> Doctor, I I can't possibly imagine a more serious task. I've been serving the ULZ all my life, and all over the globe, I've seen things that would turn your stomach, but I have never, never done anything more important than what we're doing here. So, so don't you, don't you dare accuse me of taking this lightly. Don't you dare.
1: Let's not lose our heads. They're watching. I appreciate your experience, and I don't question your understanding of the magnitude of this affair. But I find your cold indifference to these poor souls disturbing.
3: <laughs> you don't know what disturbing is. See, in the East, after each battle, they would always light an enormous bonfire, yeah? It was for the, the ULZ troops who were infected during combat, and these men, loyal to their kind, to the very last, they, they would throw themselves on the fire, and they would all burn together as comrades rather than spend eternity as one of those things, and you know... No one, no one was forced to immolate themselves. They were just free to go over to the Udz ranks if they wanted, but in the aftermath of a, a hundred battles, I swear, not one chose to defect. So before you lecture me on these poor souls, why don't you just take some time to reflect on the struggle of life against death, yeah? This, this is a battlefield, Schneider. This is our last hope of survival.
1: He's not wrong, Doctor. No, no, I suppose he's not. It may be a difficult one, but it's the job we've been assigned.
3: It's our duty, regardless of the collateral damage.
1: Is it true, Dr. Megan, that in the East they still eat the living?
3: By the hundreds, wherever they're found.
1: Their brains?
3: Everything but the bones. They fashion those into weapons, jewellery, furniture.
1: And why do you think it is that the zombies of the UDC abandon such practices?
3: Why? Because, um, Because we forced them to, with our victory in the War of Year Three but uh, it's only a matter of time till they backslide, what with their population stagnant and ours swelling.
1: You're probably right.
0: Thought I'd bring you a real young one, Schneider. <laughs> don't fuck up, and it doesn't have to die.
3: Oh. oh, don't let that bother you, Doctor. It's not actually a child, after all. It's likely older than you or I put together.
1: Maybe we could handle this one ourselves. Let's give Schneider a break. The man certainly earned it.
3: Uh, that's um that's very thoughtful of you, but uh, we're on the clock. All of us.
1: It's all right, Wendy. I can handle it.
3: Though perhaps when I speak with the console I can um I can suggest some fresh air for you, Doctor Schneider. Hm? I think you could do with some.
1: The console?
3: Yes, yeah, right. Yeah, oh did I oh, did I forget to mention <laughs> Yeah, he's um he's been too busy to review the lab footage of late, so I've been Debriefing him. <laughs> it's very, very important to him that we all stay on target. Of course. Now help me get this thing on the operating table.
0: Living Zone 4. The Courtyard of the Lifeguards Compound.
4: Faster, faster, come on! One, two, three, one, two, three. One, two, three. I want to see sweat. Let's go. You think this is rough? Just wait until we start our forest drills.
5: I'm so tired.
4: Keep up, Sam. One, two, three. If it doesn't hurt, you're not trying hard enough. Let's go. Earn your rations.
5: I I can't.
4: Shit. All right, everybody, on your feet. Move off to the side. Make room for the convoy.
5: What's going on? Zombie delivery. What?
4: Open the gates! Every
1: so often we receive shipments of them from smugglers.
5: What for?
1: Lots of things. Target practice? And labor. They don't have to eat or sleep, so we put them to good
4: use.
5: We usually work them until they fall apart. How do they get
4: them? Believe it or not, we have uh, collaborators over at the DZ.
5: Mm. Other zombies? Yeah.
4: Morning, boys. Didn't expect you so early. Hope the trade-off went smoothly. What have you got for me? Looks like they brought a lot of them this time.
5: Where do they keep them?
4: Did you bring any more cages with you? We might have to double up at this rate.
5: That answer your question? Cages? So what?
4: All right, everything's in order. Bring them around back, boys. I want them unloaded by 0900 hours. Everybody inside. Our new recruits are going to get a valuable lesson on how to thoroughly clean the latrines.
6: You're going to
5: love this part, Sam. (laughs) (laughs) Do you think Mom's okay?
4: No, Sam. She's sick. Get over it. But... I think Samantha wants to be our first volunteer. That's the spirit. Later that night...
0: Hey! Who's there? George... It's me. Samantha, what the hell are you... Shh. What the hell are you doing out of your bunk?
5: What are you doing out of yours?
0: I'm on sentinel duty tonight. I'm keeping watch for anyone trying to sneak in or out.
5: Please, George, I...
0: I'm so disappointed in you, Sam. Basic training's a bitch, but there's so much more to the lifeguard.
5: I'm not trying to run away. I just want to go see Mom. I'll come back, I promise.
0: Do you know what would happen... If patrol catches you out there, they will accuse you of desertion. And then, you know.
5: I'll be careful. I won't get caught. I just want to go check on her and I'll come right back. Nobody will know I was gone.
0: Not if I don't tell them.
5: George, you wouldn't do that, would you?
0: Look, why do you want to go tonight?
5: Because I don't know how much longer she has. You know how bad it is.
0: Sam, I get it. But is it really worth... If
5: you had the chance to say goodbye to Dad one last time before he died, wouldn't you take it?
0: If you get caught, don't expect me to vouch for you.
5: Thank you, George.
0: Whatever. Just be careful. I will. At the cabin.
5: Mom? It's me. Mom? Are you here? Mom! Mom! Can you hear me? (coughs) You're alive! Samantha! Yes! I'm here! Come on! Let's get you up off the
6: floor! Oh, I must have passed out! Let's get you into bed, okay? Oh, I must, I'm coughing up a lot of blood lately. Do you still have enough to eat? Oh, I haven't had an appetite. Oh, eating hurts, anyways. You gotta eat, Mom! You gotta stay healthy! <laughs> I think it's a bit too late for that. <coughs> Try not to come too close. <coughs> Mom? Uh, what are you doing here? <coughs> I thought you were training with the lifeguard. I got
5: away for a little while. <sighs> oh, well, are you enjoying it, sweetie? No, I'm not. Not at all. It's horrible.
6: <laughs> oh, I'm sorry, love. We're
5: always doing chores or doing drills, and I don't want to kill zombies. They made me set one on fire a couple of days ago. He was just a little boy. I mean, they're just people. They look
6: like people. They talk like people. Yeah, they seem like people, don't they? You know, when I was a little girl, my father and I toured the Dead Zones. On one of the consulate-sponsored visits. <coughs> I was so scared at first with everything I heard about them. But it didn't seem like they were eating any people. <laughs> Some were a bit gory, but they were friendly. (coughs) That's what I thought then. After I got back to the living zone, I thought some more about it. I looked around at what we had, hunger, squalor, (coughs) fear, disease. Then I realized that everyone was right about one thing. They had the society they took from us. (coughs) They're prosperous, they're stable, healthy. Don't we deserve that? If they're people, then so are we, but we're the people who were thrown away. We're the ones suffering now. Mom? Don't mind me. I'm just a little out of it. I'm worried about you. I want you to know how proud I am of you, Samantha. Mom? You're kind. You're honest. You're stronger than you know. Always remember that. Mom, please don't talk like that. You should go back now, Sam. Don't worry about me. Mom, I'm going to get you help. That's sweet of you. I don't know what I'm going to do, but I'll find a way. (coughs) Go on, Sam. I love you. I love you too. I'll be back. I promise.
0: Dead Zone One A Room Within the Pentagon.
7: Marie. Marie. Yeah. Can you say Margaret? Go ahead, say Margaret. Marga. Margaret. (laughs) Marma. Almost. Margaret, dear. Mama. Hi, Marie. (laughs) Is she adjusting well to the change of setting? Oh, yes. She's been her usual bubbly self. Well, I suppose this is all right. Could be worse. As you can see, I had all of her toys in her crib brought over from the White House.
5: The wallpaper's a nice touch. Can't say I ever expected to see clouds and balloons on the walls of the Pentagon.
7: (laughs) And I'll be staying in my room right next door. She's going to be just fine, Mrs. Knox. Thank you, Margaret. You've been very helpful. Please, I don't need any thanks. Thanks. After a hundred years with the family, it's a privilege caring for Marie, not a job. Margaret! Oh, isn't that adorable? (laughs) Hello there, Marie. Who's our big girl? Me. That's right. She's so smart. (laughs) The eating, how's that going? Oh, fine, fine. She hasn't hesitated to let me know when she's hungry. And um, now that she's eating and drinking again, is she... Uh... Thankfully, Mrs. Knox, I have not forgotten how to change a diaper after all those years. <laughs> That's good. That's one thing I don't miss about the old days. Not to worry. Though the diapers aren't easy to come by, they tell me. After all, they haven't been necessary in so long.
5: It's almost like she's picking up right where she
7: left off, isn't it? Yes,
5: I suppose you could say that. But I have to wonder... What? How how will I explain this to her when she's old enough to understand?
7: <sighs> well, if they can't find out what's causes, even if they can, would you choose to make her a zombie again? Uh, I don't know. Oh, would you want her to be undead again? It's not about what I want. It's what she wants. I understand. Well, tomorrow morning they'll do their preliminary examinations. I'm nervous. It's all right, Mrs. Knox. Dr. Gritz wanted me to give you his assurances that they'll treat her with the greatest possible delicacy and care. I know they won't hurt her. What
5: makes me nervous is that more and more zombies are learning about this.
7: I wouldn't let that bother you. No one here seems to be concerned about the whole affair.
5: Well, that's good at least. Diet. I'm sorry, Marie. Your daddy's very busy with the work. He's all wrapped up in planning for this summit in the ULZ. I know it's important, but I wish he'd spend a little more time with his family, is all. Especially with all this going on. Well, it's... uh...
4: Ah, they said I'd find you in here. I trust everything meets with your approval, Mrs. Knox?
5: Absolutely. Thank you.
4: Not at all, ma'am.
5: And how's the first daughter doing?
4: Oh, how cute.
5: Marie, don't be silly. Danton's a friend. Nah. Any news with Mark?
4: When I left the president, he was talking over the phone with the vice consul. We should have a date for the meeting shortly. Actually, Mrs. Knox, I was just speaking with Dr. Griggs. He wanted to give you a detailed explanation of what they'll be doing in the next few days.
5: Oh, perfect. Marie, I'll be right back, okay? I just have to talk with someone real fast. (coughs) It's
7: okay, dear. I'll be right back, honey.
4: The vaccine's effects haven't started fading, have they?
7: No, they haven't.
4: Good. She missed her last few shots with that ditzy bell keeping an eye on her all the time.
7: Well, that won't be a problem now that she's here. Come here, Marie. Oh, come on, show us your arm. ow, ow! It's just a little pinch, Marie, a little pinprick like always. No! Oh, I've got her. Stop it!
4: Here we go, here we go. Just have to give you your medicine. Ow! There you go, that's all.
7: You're sure our scientists won't be able to spot it?
4: That's what I'm told. And even if they do, soon it'll be irreversible. Oh, cheer up, Marie. You're a very important little girl, and you don't even know it yet. Dead Zone 7, a forested
0: area.
2: Nick! Hey, Nick! 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 This is stupid. A search party was a dumb idea. Well, it wasn't mine. The whole town's out here. It's desperate. Can we sit down for a while? We're not going to find them. They're not going to find anybody. I mean, what do they think? Everybody ran off to start their own commune in the woods? If they were abducted, they could be hidden somewhere. Come on, you don't believe that, Dad. We're all at a loss, Kev. And I bet the police still don't know what's going on. I wouldn't doubt it. So, what now? We've done all we can do. But we... Kevin, I I don't have all the answers. Not this time, okay? I'm sorry for snapping. It's just... It's okay. I'm just worried for your brother. I know. Losing another member of our family? It's... It'd be... Hey, it's all right. We've done everything we can. You're right. Well, that's what I'm worried about. Come on. Why don't we just go home? Are people still disappearing? Not sure. But I heard they're going to start enforcing some kind of mandatory curfew. Great. What the fuck is happening? Language, Kev. Dad, I'm 117 years old. Oh, yeah. I guess you're right. Maybe we should take that guy and DZ1 up on his offer. Get out of DZ-7 before we disappear, too. Well, it's too late for that now. I already wrote back to him about what's going on with Nick and all. Thanked him, of course. But I told him it just isn't possible in the moment. Besides, we should really stick around for a while longer. Sooner or later, they're going to stumble on something. Yeah. Hey, Dad? Yes? What do you think happens after you're dead? You should know. It's been happening for the last century. Come on, you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah, I know. I think, well... I I believe that when one passes, they, they go to... Oh, I don't know, Kevin. I don't think about it that much. Well, you think the same thing happens to the undead that happens to the living? Of course, Kevin. Why is that? Because we're humans. Same as them. Kev, for all intents and purposes, we are alive. I know. Why do you ask? Do you want to live forever? Boy, you're like Confucius, Kev, answering questions with questions. Do you? Uh... I'm not sure you just give me a straight answer? Kev, I... Uh, forever's a long time. Things happen in the course of forever. What do you mean? I mean, if I lost my family, the love of my life, my youngest son, and my eldest son, for whatever reason, purely theoretical of course, but but in that case, I'm really not sure I'd want to stay. Ah. Uh, Maybe that's weird. No, I I completely understand, Dad. I realize I could, could stick around as long as I wanted. Again, theoretically. But I'd never have another real family, would I? Another child, and and I love you, son. There's much more to life than living forever. I love you too, Dad. You and I have been through more together than I ever once anticipated, you know? And I'm so proud of you. You've always been brave, kept your chin up, and I'll I'll never let anything happen to you, I
0: promise. You're a great dad, Dad. You're Excuse me, have they found anything yet?
2: Not yet, but they're still looking. They're all headed that way. Thank you so much. Let's go home. Hmm. I wonder who that could be.
4: Hello? Hello, Mr. Hobbs. Who's that? Shh. Who's this? This is your anonymous benefactor in Dead Zone 1. Oh. Um, hello. I'd apologize for calling you at this hour, but it's even more ungodly where I am. I'm sure you must be wondering how I obtained your phone number. Well, it's less than relevant, I assure you. I wanted to inform you that I can tell you more about your son Nick's whereabouts than you're currently aware of. Who is it? Shh, go on. I've sent you two first-class plane tickets to DZ-1. You ought to find them on your doorstep when you go home. The flight leaves tomorrow evening. Tomorrow evening? That's right. I dare say I can answer some of your questions.
2: Well, I... I... Dad? Who
0: was that? Oh my, some interesting developments, eh? Dr. Schneider is voice acted by Rod Diaz. Dr. Whitney is Mike Bethel. Dr. Megan is Sarah Golding. Samantha and Charlotte are voice acted by Deborah Crystalball. George is J. Dean Garcia. Leanne is voice acted by Dr. Michelle Booz. Captain Roberts and Danton are played by Zachary James Macias. Samantha's mom is Kathy Lieberman. Nurse Margaret is Cindy Stevens. Marie is voice acted by Claire and Emma Lane. Kevin is Will Geary. Kevin's dad, Mr. Hobbs, is Warren Clark. Lars, the British Zombie, and other background voices are Daniel French. Generation Z is written by Blake Benlin and produced at Bonius Sound Design by Daniel French www.fishbonius.com Join us on the Chronosphere through the spectral streams next time as we enjoy Jop's Folly and or Gafgarn the Eternally Unfurnished Chapter 9 Until then keep your cosmos clean
4: not adjust your sets you're tuned to wednesday wonders on the mutual
2: audio network tomorrow on mutual is thursday thrillers our roundup of action
4: adventure mystery crime drama and thrillers of course subscribe to the full mutual audio network feed for every day of diverse audio tales or
2: find the thursday thrillers feed in your favorite podcast players
4: the mutual audio network listening and imagining together